This week, we jump back into an excerpt from the interview with Charlotte Purdue. Charlotte has been raising the bar of British marathon running for many years, and she did it again earlier this year at the Berlin Marathon, running the second fastest British time ever, raising a bar that was then matched just a few days later. We talked to her about Berlin, about her coaching setup, and about how she's taken what she's learned from her own great coaches and put it into Purgy Performance, her own coaching business, which she runs with her partner, Adam. What really came through as she talked about that was her passion for each of the people she coaches and her passion for the sport and the running community. We started by asking her how she keeps everything in balance with her coaching, training, and general life stress. Well, first of all, I don't have any kids, so that helps. All right. Um, I can't take that box. So say, that, that's where it's gone wrong. I mean, I couldn't imagine looking after another person as well as myself. Um, have, you got, have you got any but, pets? Have you got a pet, a dog or a cat or anything? Yeah, I have a pet okay. dog, but actually that's another funny story because she's 18 now, my dog, Chloe. Um, oh, but wow. she's uh, she lives with my dad um, because... Yeah. Yeah, that's why uh, it's just I'm traveling so much. And because she's yeah. so old, she kind of needs like stability. So I always say to Adam, like, how funny is it that we can't even look after a dog now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so there's no chance that we're having kids anytime soon because we can't even look after a dog. But yeah, honestly, like Adam obviously does a lot of the Purdue performance um, mm. with me. So I think of we set it up together in 2018, but we have a team of coaches now. So um mm for me when I was training for like Berlin and like world champs last year, I took a, a step back from the coaching and mm. kind of don't really coach that many athletes personally myself anymore. Um, I, mm. I sort of do more of the like admin and the back stuff just because um, like you said before, like when I'm focusing on a marathon, I have to go mm. all in and mentally mm -hmm. and physically if I'm not that coaching is a bad thing because I do like um, coaching and it is fun and I enjoy mm. it. But, for me, like I have to give a hundred percent to the race. Otherwise I don't want to look back in 10 years and be like, Oh, I could have run 220, but instead I was coaching 30 athletes. Um, mm. so I think mm. Adam understands that. And, um, the athletes do understand that as well. So that's why it's great that we've got like a little team of coaches now, because it does take a little bit of the pressure off myself. Um, but yeah, I do enjoy it. Like I said before, I get back from a run and um, I love seeing like what the athletes have done. Um, like sometimes I'll be lying in bed in the morning, my alarm goes off. I'll look at my phone and there's like a notification from training Pete's that one of our athletes has done like a 20 miler and I'm like just waking up and then they're, they've literally done this 20 miler and then they're off to work a nine to five and then they get back from work and they've got to pick up their kids and take them to football. And then the next day they're doing it like training again. And I'm just like, well, how do they do that? So for me, like it is inspiring that kind of side of it as well. Um, just even like yesterday I was running in the park, um, doing my own session. It was raining. It was horrible. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is grim. And then I see one of our athletes that we coach and she was just smiling and like, go Charlotte. And I was just like, fair play, you know, like I'm actually paid to be a runner, but they're just doing it because they love it. And it is so inspiring to me that, um, yeah, that side of running, I do love the community vibe. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. That's why I think as well the marathons are so cool because you're standing on the start line of Berlin and I knew behind me there was like 40 athletes that we coached also running Berlin um, at the same time. And it's like I finished the race and I'm saying to Adam like, oh, look on the tracker to see what this person's run. Um, <laughs> oh, and that's so yeah. cool because you, you, can't, you don't really get that with other sports like tennis, for example, like Andy yeah. Murray's playing Wimbledon, but 
general yeah. people aren't playing Wimbledon. Like it's just, mm. it is quite cool. Like that side of running. So I think it's great that we have, we have that as well. Um, yeah. The fact that everyone goes through the same pain and the same kind of feeling in the training, like it is the same, even though it's different pace, Brilliant. it's still the same kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, well, I, I mean, your kind of passion and the, the inspiration you take uh, from your athletes is just really coming through as well. But I know I think you're an inspiration to many of them and to many other people uh, who are, you know, maybe taking their first steps on running or, you know, training for their first half or their first marathon. Um, like, do you feel like do you feel like that? Do you feel like um, you're a role model or an inspiration, or um, or is it just uh, yeah? Or you know, how how do you feel like in terms of your role as a kind of as one of the fastest British marathoners of all time? Um, I think it's like obviously a privilege to be uh, told that, but no, I just I don't really feel like any more different to anyone else. I think <laughs> I'm still yeah I don't know I'm still doing the same kind of training and. Um, obviously probably a bit more more training than the general public but it's the same kind of thing (laughs) um so yeah I don't know I don't I don't feel like I'm any more special than anyone else really running a marathon I think everyone's Mm. everyone's achievements are really yeah really good so and what what advice or encouragement would you give to people who are yeah who are maybe taking on their first marathon in the next few months um, I think my best advice would be to definitely have a plan. Um, it's easy to like think you've got a race and then keep putting off the training or think, oh, it's ages away. I don't need to start thinking about that till after Christmas or something like that. But mm. I think the earlier you start training, if you're a beginner, the better because you can build up gradually. Um, you don't want to like wait till January if you've got an April marathon and think, oh, I need to start training for that that London marathon now because it's January. But I think if you start before Christmas, for example, that's it's always going to help because um, you can build up slow. So I think setting a target, if you've got a target race as well, that really helps me because, um, I, I mean, training is, like I said, going out and motivating yourself every day is sometimes hard. So if you've got, got a key race or a, something in the diary, like it does help working towards um, that. So when you're out running, you're, you're kind of thinking that this is the main goal and then you can work back from it. Um, but yeah, definitely starting the training earlier is is better um, in my my experience. <laughs> I was gonna. I, I was half expecting you to say your main piece of advice would be to uh, partner with Purdue Performance, but, um, <laughs> but we're, we're not we're, we're not currently partnering with you as our sponsor, so you can't say that. Um, <laughs> Some advertising. <laughs> <laughs> Um, maybe what's, we, um, sorry, what's coming up for you, Charlotte? Yeah. What's what's what are the next steps? What are you looking to for the future, and what's exciting you? Um, so right now, I'm just doing like base training again because obviously I've just done like a big marathon block. So um, yeah, just kind of like building back up. Um, I'm doing quite a lot of running actually, which uh, yeah, I just kind of like obviously because I love running, so just always running, but. <laughs> Um, the training is kind of like base training right now. So it's not super, I say I'm doing a lot of running, but it's not super hard sessions. Um, I'm not trying to kill myself every day because I'm just trying to stay fit. Um, but not push it too much because obviously I don't want to get injured now. So the main goal is just to not get injured, keep a lot, a good base. And then, um, I'm actually not sure like what my next big goal is going to be, um, next year. Um, I'm going to go out to Australia be with my coach so we'll make a plan about uh next year's goals um 
obviously I do want to make the Olympics. So everything's mm. going to be geared mm. towards that. So I'm not sure if I'll run another marathon in the new year yet. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like open uh, at the moment to what the next big goal is. But yeah, basically the main aim is to stay injury free and uh, mm. keep a good base, base fitness. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you randomly half jokingly throughout two hours, 20 minutes a minute ago when you're talking about, <laughs> And I'm not looking, I am not looking for a like headline or a quote here, but do you wonder how, how much, poten- how much more potential is, is you've got there in, t- in terms of time? Do you, have you got a number that you're thinking, God, I'd so love to register that before I slightly start to hang it up? Yeah, I think uh, I would love to run like 220 or sub 220. I think um, American athletes have run um, that kind of time that I kind of think that is an achievable time for me. Um, when people ask me, like, are you going to run 2.15 for the marathon, like Paula Radcliffe's time? Obviously, I'll never say never. But for me, I don't really feel like that's achievable in the next couple of years just because the jumps in performance I would have to make are kind of unrealistic um, based on, yeah, what I've already done. And it's just kind of like, unless they Adidas bring out some super, super shoes, um, <laughs> then maybe I'll be able to do it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they have actually brought out some new shoes, um, which I didn't get to try for Berlin because they didn't have my size. So I have heard oh. that they are good. So, you know, never, never you know, know I could run two fifteen if I have them. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, for me, like if I'm just improving every year, even if it's just by like 10 seconds and that's like a win. Um, so yeah, I just kind of try and seek like as much improvement as I can really. Just before we finish, a reminder that this season is sponsored by Run Unbound Endurance Coaching. James, what is it about this podcast that has made you want to support us for this season? It comes back to collaboration, Ed. You know, we're better working together. You know, Run Unbound and Run Alive are two sort of running startups. And what I really like about Run Unlive is the stories you help your guests tell about how running changed their life. And, you know, that's what Run Run Unbound's really about. It's about personalised training, support and the collaboration to bring joy to people's lives through running. Find out more about Run Unbound at rununbound.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Run Alive podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone else. Give us a rating and review on your podcast app and follow us on social media. You can find the links in the episode description.